Hello, everybody. It's He Yang. Roundtable is thrilled to launch the UniTalk Challenge: Rising Stars of Roundtable. If you like the show and enjoy our discussions, why not take the stage yourself? Calling all university students, both undergraduates and postgrads, to engage in an English discussion on a topic that ignites your passion. Record your discussion, which consists more than one person, and send it to us at ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. You could be the next rising star of Roundtable. An incredible opportunity awaits, so seize the moment. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable. I'm Lai Ming, joined by Gao Jingya and Joshua Kovro. Coming up, are we really being overcharged for the food that comes in plastic boxes wrapped in plastic bags? What is the economic and environmental costs of food delivery? And is the little moments that count in our lives? In Roundtable's Happy Place, we shall each share something that has put a smile on our face this week. Now on Roundtable, let's talk about food delivery, and this is also a topic that we、uh, touch upon quite often on Roundtable. Food delivery, who doesn't like it? And you have to only press a few buttons on your smartphone, and then a few minutes away,、uh, half an hour later, you have a knock on your door, and then your food is here. You don't even have to start your own stuff or or step into your own kitchen. Food is on your table. Who doesn't love that? But well, there are vices that comes with food ordering. Now, the latest complaints people are making are about the packaging fees.、Uh, Junya, what are they complaining about? Yeah, first of all, there's a lack of clear pricing standards. Generally, the packaging fees for takeout start at one yuan. Some even go up to three or five yuan. But the specific basis and standards are unclear. Businesses are mostly the decision maker. Furthermore, it's more considered mandatory, and consumers don't have the option to choose. And secondly, some items that don't require packaging have also been charged packaging fees. For example, some consumers complain that items like bottled cola and packaged pickles, which clearly do not require packaging, are still charged packaging fees. In some cases, packaging fees are charged per item, which is unreasonable. And thirdly, excessive packaging. Some items are overpackaged with some layers of packaging, or some businesses, even when you request no disposable utensils in the order notes, still provide them, leading to wastage. Mm-hmm. So Junya, have you ordered any takeout lately? I mean, what's your impression when you get the? Package, I and mean, because、uh, uh, my impression is, over the past few years, especially in the midst of COVID nineteen pandemic and and also restriction measures,、uh, the companies and the businesses have really stepped up the game in terms of the packaging game.、Uh, really,、uh, it's become more sophisticated. It's, it's been more high end as compared to the first few years when the food ordering platforms began to thrive.、Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, I just came back from Africa. <laughs> oh, you missed that.、Uh. <laughs> yes, I missed that part. But I'm not that kind of you know、uh, takeout ordering for takeout food person. I think the last time I ordered some takeout was、uh, in April when I came, just came back, and it was. And、uh, you haven't ordered any food no, ever since. No, ever since. Bravo. Till now. <laughs> 
you know, I'm the individual who are working to achieve carbon neutrality, who are contributing to You're this. You're cooking for yourself. Cook uh, for yeah. myself or, you know, go to the restaurant to have anything I need. Okay. Yeah, man. But of course, I've done a little bit research on social media. It's quite interesting because some uh, one guy is complaining that he ordered、um, a cup of soybean milk, and because you know the soybean milk has to be put in a certain cup. But when he ordered some、uh, soybean milk online, he's being charged for this packaging thing, and he he thought it it was quite absurd. And I totally agreed with him. Personally, I think it makes sense for those restaurants and businesses to charge for packaging. Oh yeah, yeah, it is because you know, they have to prepare for the food. There's、right? a cost in, in yeah, there, there procuring these、uh, containers and packaging. Yeah, but I think they should not overcharge it because, on the other hand, the consumers who order takeout food they are not taking up their space in their you know stores in their restaurants, but. Um, the information I got actually, people, consumers actually, they can file a complaint on the platform,、mm -hmm. and some of them actually did succeeded in getting back, get a certain refund. Okay. Yeah, for the over packaging, I think this overpriced packaging fee for takeout food has been a headache for a long time and for many years, and I think it's getting serious in this, these years. So perhaps as a consumer, <laughs> you guys can consider what I've been doing over the past few months. Cooking for yourself or go to the restaurants <laughs> yeah. and dining. Yeah. Right. And, and Josh,、uh, you've been stranded in a foreign land like、uh, Jingya for the past few years, and、uh, you've been stranded here in China. So you must have been able to witness the changes, the subtle changes in the packaging and also in the、uh, in the makeup of businesses really that are thriving on food delivery platforms.、Mm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I will be. Really open and honest here, and say that I definitely order takeout food way too much. I, I order this food. I have so much more packaging than I am comfortable with being delivered to my door, which is my own fault. I think、um, it's just the convenience, the speed at which it comes to my door is difficult for me to to get out of this loop. I feel, and I, I wish that I could cook more. I get into these habits where I do start cooking every day. And then I just fall out of it. Seems to be like a sort of three month cycle that I'm in, and the convenience in China is just、uh, insane to me. To be honest, it's、uh, another level, nothing like I've ever experienced in any country in the world.、Mm -hmm. But do you feel the packaging becoming more sophisticated, and then、uh, more and more、yeah. brands step up the game in terms of the packaging? Because、uh, initially, when the food ordering,、uh, food delivery platforms begin. To show their popularity or in the cyberspace, a lot of the food delivered to your door were wrapped rather、uh, crudely.、Mm. Well, again, to be honest, I've I've heard about these and I I have seen some developments for sure, especially when I get coffee delivered, which I know I feel ashamed saying that because who needs to get coffee delivered? You know, there's so many coffee shops around Beijing, but when I see the packaging for some of these. Coffee cups and、um, the bags that they come in, because of course they can't spill, right? They're not supposed to spill, so、right. the packaging has to be particularly inventive and、um, secure and sturdy. And I've seen some pretty impressive developments with with things like this.、Mm -hmm. Do you complain when whatever you ordered has been spilled in the bag? I mean, like you open the bag and there's the juice everywhere. Would you complain? Um, I usually don't complain. 
Um, I worked in restaurants and pubs for a long time when I was a student in the United Kingdom, and I still have this fear of complaining, which I think a lot of people do have in the United Kingdom about sending anything back um, as a customer because it can come back on you. So I never complain, but I I, I shout at the at the wall. Mm -hmm. But I think that's、uh, one explanation for the ever more sophisticated and complicated packaging, and that is some people, some consumers, are so hateful of having juice spilled in the packaging that they will leave message as they place the order, saying, "If you spilled it, I will return it." And and for, as such, the Restaurants and also the、uh, riders who fulfill the orders have become a lot more cautious. I mean, they will use extra layers of film to、uh, wrap up these containers. So、uh, even if they spill, they will not you know mess up the whole package. I mean, that's that explains some of the extra cost in packaging and such. And so,、um, and also the other reason would be. In the midst of the pandemic,、uh, more and more high-end businesses, more and more high-end restaurants that previously relied on dying customers that、uh, have joined the bandwagon. They've registered and established their presence on these、uh, food delivery platforms, and then such to sort of highlight their their high-endness. They are come up with rather.、Uh, Innovative and also rather complicated and sophisticated packaging to、uh, the consumers, so the consumers would know what they're getting, and also they get the food at the best condition in terms of uh, uh, temperature and also taste. And Junya, what do you think we can do about the excessive packaging? I mean,、uh, for the average consumers, people can、uh, lodge complaints. I mean, but. If enough people are making complaints, shouldn't we have a solution that could solve the problem once and for all? Yeah, definitely. I think, like I said,、uh, you know, certain consumers they've got successfully got some refund, right? So I think certain platforms they do have regulations, but maybe they need more regulations when it comes to,、uh, you know, the packaging of food. And also, excessive packaging is defined and limited. From a governmental level, certain regulations and rules need to be rolled out、uh, for those businesses to, and even couriers to follow. And also, the standards should be disclosed publicly. That's you know what I can think of so by now. And I'd like to mention my one and only in. <laughs> Uh, and ordering online experience, experience because it didn't encourage me to order more because、um, the portion was not as much as I expected and the flavor was not that good and also the layers I think according to some regulations they only allow three layers right of the wrap up but that time that package I got. Definitely more than three layers. That's why it took me a lot of time to open it. So I don't think it's not that convenient. So it's interesting. That definitely, there needs to be a balance for businesses to do. You know, they have to make sure the food is in good condition. The consumers don't complain. On the other hand, you know, they have to make make profits. So it's it's hard. And different players, stakeholders, I think, then I believe they need to play their dual roles. 
Mm-hmm. And there's an ever more difficult question that I like to get your guys' opinion on. That is the role of the platform. Uh, in in fact, some of the businesses and restaurants that have established the presence on uh, food delivery platforms complain about the the、uh, fees they have to pay to to stay on the platform and also the the. Non-stop and everlasting game of giving out coupons, so more consumers would like to use their service. It seems something forced upon them by these platforms. But on the other hand,、um, these platforms have given them、uh, more opportunities to reach out to consumers who otherwise would not set foot in their restaurants and 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 dining. So,、uh, should there be any regulation? Or should there anything be done、uh, to change the power dynamics between businesses that are existing on these platforms and the platforms themselves?、Uh, let's begin with Josh. Well, I think that that's a really difficult thing to moderate and standardize if you're going to do that, and if you're going to make it fair for maybe smaller businesses that don't have such an online presence. I- I'm really not sure if there's any way to moderate this. I, I think that it's a kind of all or nothing thing, and I know definitely that these online platforms. When I look at them, and we all know who what these platforms are, right? There's only a few of them, and they're absolutely dominated by those businesses that can afford to, you know, spend that money on their marketing and get the customers in. But、uh, it, it it it's I think it's really difficult to standardize and prevent this from happening. To be honest, the only way that I can think of is to. Um, you know, have allow each business to have a certain amount of posts or something like this to promote fair play. M- maybe that is the way forward. Junya,、mm-hmm. are you more optimistic about changing the power dynamics? I think for me, you know, it doesn't bother me that much because、uh, I don't go to. I, you know, it's not a big problem for for me. But I think the coupons and certain、uh, price reductions, it's they're not that attractive to me. I prefer, you know, go to the restaurant experience and you know engage in this. This is part of the daily life. So、um, definitely, uh, uh, there need there needs to be some regulations on on the certain activities they've been hosting and uh, uh, promotions they've been doing.、Mm. But I think consumers on, on the consumer side, consumer side, they can also do their part to help to,、uh, you know, to、uh, solve such problems. The age of the platform is upon us. I mean, Junya, you can say, "Oh, it, this doesn't concern me because I don't use these platforms." But you use other platforms, platforms where you use platforms where you can hail a taxi to come and pick you up, platforms where you go to look for restaurants nearby, even if you were a dying customer. So the power dynamics between platforms and businesses that exist on their platforms has always been an issue, and that is.、Uh, but China has—it's not like China hasn't done anything about it to regulate the power dynamics. I think there is plenty of regulations with regard to. The way taxi drivers、uh, and people who、uh, own cars can register on tax-hailing platforms, and there are regulations on、uh, how restaurants can register and, and behave on these platforms. And、uh, what we know and what we are looking at right now is an area previously not in the eyes or in the spotlight of regulation, and that is the issue of packaging. Some restaurants、uh, feeling the pressure. 
uh, of paying up to the platforms uh, resort to the little space gray area of the packaging fee to get back what they previously uh, invested in terms of the coupons and other discounts. And now it's a matter of bringing people's attention and bringing the attention of the regulators and authorities into uh, this problem so that uh, certain precautions can be, in fact, certain necessary regulations can be rolled out to safeguard the interest of the consumers. I think that's uh, pretty much uh, uh, all the ground we covered uh, with regard to food ordering application and also the packaging fee. I mean, it's, it's a tiny issue, but it affects our lifestyle. It affects our quality of life and it affects businesses that exist on these platforms and as such, it deserves our attention. You're listening to Roundtable. Up next, Roundtable's Happy Place. Delivery. 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 What is it? Happiness from Roundtable. Welcome back to Roundtable's Happy Place. Oh, it's been so long since I've partaked in this segment. And I'm interested to know what have made people happy this week. Uh, let's begin with Junya. What is your happy place? What's put a smile on your face this week? Uh, you know, actually, during this past National Day holiday, one of my friends who's working and living in Beijing, she went to Sanya for a vacation. Oh. And sadly for me, I had to work. And that's here. your happy place? No, no, no. Working and is I, your happy place. <laughs> I was assigned. You know, she asked me to help her to take care of her cat. Oh. Uh, she, um, More but, work? Mm, not that much, actually. She was away for three days, actually, when I arrived at her house. It was totally a mess. It's like her house was broken. Um, was the cat alive? It's still alive, but it, I think it's, it was complaining. It's been purring all the time when I was trying to open her door. And uh, all her chairs, her blankets, everything was in a mess. It's on the floor. Um, it looks like the cat really needs the company of someone. And when I went there, it looks like she calmed down. So I was happy, you know, I have I have done my part to this little creature and share some happy moments with her. Actually, it took me three hours to go to her place and then come back. But I think it, it was worth it. Mm, I'm not a cat person. I've never raised a cat before. I've been keeping dogs on for all the past years. But I think it's quite interesting to, to be in... To be needed? <laughs> to be needed and to, uh, to have the chance to, you know, to clear the cat litter and you know, feed her. It's everything. It's quite happy for me and quite a new experience for me. Would you say that explains why more and more Chinese people are keeping cats or dogs as pets because they feel like they're needed? I believe so. The animals need the owners. Actually, the owners also need the animals. Mm-hmm. Josh, that just makes sense to you. I mean, being having to travel three hours back and forth and then spending some time to pick up the litter for a tiny little creature that doesn't even belong to you. I kind of get it, though, because I love animals so, so much, and I I, I love dogs so much. So I, I although I wouldn't do that, I get it. I get where this comes from. I do. Yeah, uh, my family did the same thing for a friend uh, whose cat was left in Beijing. I mean, it's... Nice to do something for a change. I mean, you don't need to own it, but uh, occasionally, if you come close to a cat or another animal, then 
you get to enjoy their cuteness and without feeling the burden of having to take care of them for their entire life. I mean, that's certainly something. Josh, what's your um, happy place this week? Let's share something that doesn't involve a lot of work or commuting. <laughs> yeah, well, my happy place, I guess there's some movement involved, but not work. But recently, as you may well know, there was the China Open, which was a massive tennis tournament with some of the best tennis players in the world that happened in Beijing. I was lucky enough to um, get a couple of tickets to see some of the games and I enjoyed it so much. The weather was absolutely perfect. It was that time of year in Beijing where it wasn't too hot and not too cold. I know we have a very fine window where we have that weather in Beijing. About two weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I, it, it was perfect timing. I'm sure they chose this time on purpose. And the sky was blue. And I, I also do play tennis, um, not very well. And I definitely wasn't playing in the China Open. But the whole thing was just wonderful. And it was so nice to go to that part of Beijing, you know, where the tennis center, which was originally built for the 2008 Olympic Games, and just see it all in use and see all of the sponsors there and lots of different food stalls and it was just a, an incredibly happy time and i'm still trying to maintain this happiness by playing tennis as many times as i can a week until it becomes too cold to do so yeah, wonderful i mean do I... you play tennis you guys ever i was playing it back in zimbabwe but when i came back oh, cool. to china I haven't tried it yet i heard it was quite expensive right here in beijing it it depends where you go. I mean, yeah, it depending on which country or city you're in, there are a lot of open tennis courts. Mm -hmm. For example, in the UK, there's a lot of public tennis courts, concrete ones, which are, are free, you know, and you can basically find them anywhere. Sometimes you ha have to take your own net, but most of the time you can find one. But yeah, in Beijing, they can be more expensive than free obviously but if there's a few of you going together because mm. tennis can get quite tiring so usually we'd go in a group of mm. four or five and rotate and then it only ends up being about you know 30 yuan each for two hours so it's not too bad and the tennis courts are really great quality and you get to play you know in close proximity to some pretty amazing um 2008 olympic park uh structures Mm -hmm. is, is the time of year for you to do some intensive uh, sports and exercises? Is it, it's not very hot, it's not very cold, and then the, it's getting a bit dry, but so that's the high time you should uh, get some sweat. I mean, uh, maybe meet up with a few friends over the weekend. I mean, uh, try and cherish the time together. The best moments I've had with my friends have always been the moments when I played sports with them, basketball, badminton, uh, even the commute to the place where you play the event, I mean, it's, uh, it's memorable even uh, before your skits officially started. I mean, do, do that. That's certainly uh, a good, happy place to remember. I had a few happy places over the past few weeks. For one thing, during the National Day holiday, I had a chance to go camping in the suburb of Beijing. And we've done a lot of research. And finally, we uh, uh, chose this location in northeastern Beijing, where they have a camping ground. And so my son played sand on a on a beach next to a huge lake for for the entire morning. He got all the socks and shoes wet and, and filled with sand. But he uh, apparently had a great time. And then 
my wife took him away、uh, riding bicycles, so I had a time to、uh, pitch a tent, and then I,、uh, I kept reading for a bit for a few hours before they all came back be- with all the hustle and bustle. So that's also quite、uh, interesting reading.、Um, The other happy place that I had really related to reading, and that is, I've decided to、um, drive less and then commute. For a lot of people who live in big cities and who have to commute every day,、uh, might find it、uh, weird that I choose to commute. But uh, really, uh, if you don't drive, if you、um, Stay or choose to travel with the with the subway or a bus. There's the freedom of looking at whatever you want to look at. I, in my case, I was reading at the Chinese classic,、uh, A Dream of the Red Mansions,、um, which is、uh, the only、uh, one of the four classic novels of Chinese classics that I haven't read、uh, as a child. I always dismissed it as something that's.、Um, A little childish and sissy. It's a、um, it's it's a story much like、uh, the Little Woman or the Pride and Prejudice kind of uh, uh, you know romantic story between men and women and, and little children having fun or teenagers really bickering against each other. But、uh, the thing about the story of Red Mansions is that it's really really great writing. They talk about foreshadowing, and then the、uh, the the poems and the. And the、uh, rhythm、uh, have have been spectacular. I, I so regret not having started reading it、uh, when I was younger, and so I would recommend this to all of you who haven't had a chance to read it, especially those of you who can read Chinese. It can be a challenge for all of you because the poems and also the、uh, the kind of language. That it uses can be a little archaic, even for modern Chinese people. But、uh, if once you get into it, like this time that I have, and then you will be、uh, exposed to the best level of writing that you can think of pertaining to Chinese classics and Chinese literature. So I I would recommend this to all of you. Uh, Josh, you've been reading any Chinese classics,、uh, even the, even though in in English. I haven't been reading them present continuous tense, but I have read some translations. When I was、um, at university, we read loads.、Um, a lot of Liu Shun. We we read most of his、uh, tra- the translations of his books,、um, which I mean, I guess they're classics, but they were so entertaining. Actually, I really loved reading them, and I, of course, have. Read some sci-fi. There's some great modern Chinese sci-fi、um, as well, but I'm not currently reading any Chinese classics. So I will maybe, if you have any recommendations for some that have good English translations, I definitely,、uh, I'm definitely looking for something right now. There's quite a few web novels that are、uh, very popular, both in China and in overseas. Perhaps、uh, if you、mm. look go, look for them, I think it's a web novel online, or、uh, there's a platform that you can go looking for them.、Uh, a lot of them are、okay. being adapted into animations, and you can find them on Bilibili as well. If you know Chinese, the、uh, affiliate would be a keyword for you to search for some good animation. Well, there you go. There's a lot of entries that we share in terms of things that made us happy. I hope you get inspirations for how you will spend your weekend and、uh, put a smile on your face. That's it for our discussion today. Thank you for listening. If you haven't heard enough from us, remember you can find us at Roundtable China on any podcast platform you prefer. Thank you. <laughs>